Okay, good morning, everybody. I hope everybody's well. Happy Tuesday. Getting settled over here. This uh, Today's episode is dedicated um, in honor of the, Psal- the Psalm Sisters, the Elul group, these wonderful, amazing holy women that are connected to each other, to God. I'm going to later on read their names to myself and give them a but I, whatever is worth a, a blessing from whatever, whatever that's worth. Um, so it's a list of incredible people and you know who you are and may God bless you with continued success, health and happiness. And may your light continue to shine on this world. We've been talking about shining our lights. We've been talking about the idea of gratitude and why it's so critical. And yesterday we began really going down the list here. Um, we spoke about the idea of tilt. And how a lot of times in our life, our brain really moves us towards things that are the most critical, the most urgent, but not the most important. Many times when we go through our lives, what we are dealing with are things that are urgent, but not important. And the reason why we end up obsessing over them is because It creates a fiction. Urgency is, in a way, a fiction that gets put into our minds. And as a result, because it is, it it comes across as urgent, it gets translated as important. The conversation we're having with somebody that really is about nothing, but is urgent, comes, of course, as important. Now, the way our minds work is that our minds tend to take us down into the world that we're living in. It takes, us take, it takes us down into the trees. And the greatest way to go into those trees is to be passive with our, what we put into our brains. And when you're passive about what goes into your brains, when you're reactive, your mind will naturally bring you into the trees and have you focus on the things that are the rustling little leaves that may be nothing. That's why people can watch sports and get so, and again, I'm a big sports fan, but get so caught up and never sort of connect the dots that at the end of the day, it really doesn't matter on my life. Like it's hard for that to happen, but it happens. Right now, we're living in a world where, like, for those who are in the the NFL system, we're about to talk about playoffs and whatnot. It really doesn't matter, you know, in my life, whether or not this team makes the playoffs or, you know, this team gets the first seed. But when you are a sports fan, you can get pulled into the weeds. I met with someone yesterday who told me he took a year off from sports. A year off from sports. I also did that, by the way. I just let everybody know, just for, I'll just because I share everything with you guys. I took a year off from baseball, a year off. I actually broke the my my baseball addiction was broken. Um, I forgot what year it was, but I'm sure there'll be people on the on the. I'm sure Andy will get this in a second. There was a year where the Yankees um, lost to the Boston Red Sox in the AL the ALCS, if I remember correctly. The Yankees were up three games, I think, to nothing. And for the overrun, he was in Boston. And then there was a ninth inning up and they lost, whatever it was. The level of pain that I experienced during that series, I remember it. I was sitting on the floor in my kitchen. Like I couldn't breathe. 
to lose to the Boston Red Sox as a Yankee fan growing up. That was 2004. So it was at 15, 16 years ago. I took the year off in baseball. A year. First time in my life. Not one thing. Not one. Because it, it didn't make sense to me that, that a team that while I grew up with, a team that, right, right, Deb's right, a team that really has no impact on my life. Right? It's not in changing my family or my connection to anything real. It's just something that I've addicted myself to and I've connected to. It just made no sense that this would have such a big impact on me. Like it just makes sense. And for those, just for a minute or two for the sports fan, if you remember the, the Yankees World Series against the, um, the Diamondbacks, do you remember that one when Mariano Rivera blew the, the ninth inning save? The Yankees were up by one. And they lost two, two to one. And what really threw me was 2001, right? This is great. You know, I actually met Mariano afterwards. I actually met him in the old city of Jerusalem. Do you believe that? Can you imagine that? I met him in the old city of Jerusalem. I was there for the, on Shabbat and Mariano Rivera was rolling through with his family and couldn't find the Western wall. Can you believe how awesome that is? I literally helped Mariano go to the Western wall. It was like, forget it. I'm like, yeah. I got you, Mariano. Like, what do you need? I'll close this baby out. Like, you need to get to the wall? You can count on me, man. I'm the closer. I was like, right, me and Mariano, my family and his family, we're walking in the old city of Jerusalem. And he was so respectful and so nice. And later on, I met him again and he remembered. What threw me was Mariano Rivera was so mentally he was so mentally in control that he wasn't even bothered by the game afterwards. He did the best that he could. There's a huge, there's a huge, um, there's a huge article written about him afterwards where everyone's like, you lost the game. And it was one of the greatest World Series of all time. If you remember that game, they were losing to the Diamondbacks. They had two back-to-back ninth inning home runs. It was unbelievable. It was a Yankee fan's dream. They would have won that one. And they lost and he lost it for them. And they asked him afterwards, how do you feel? And he said, I did my best. And I was so taken by that. Here I am, this Yankee fan watching it. No stake in the Yankees. I'm not even in the stadium. I'm just a guy, broken, in my head the next day, running through the, the running through the inning again and again and again and again and again. And only people that get this are 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 are, are sports fans. If you're listening and you're not a sports fan, you think I'm totally insane, and I am. But if you are, you get it. You're in the head. You're you're, you're the, the the inning is playing in your head. Had he just thrown the inside curveball? Had he just not gone with the slider? Had they just not thrown the ball to the first base and over? Right, and then you meet the guy who was on the mound, and he's okay with it because he did the best that he could. In that moment, in that moment, me sitting wherever I was, I met him later on in New York at some event, and we spent time together. I. Long story, I ended up in a car with him, me and him alone. It was awesome. It was last year, this time. This time last year, a year ago today. We had some meeting and he had to go somewhere and I ended up in the back seat and me and him are driving around. We go to like this FBI area to, um, to, to just for him to get back. I spent an hour with him. It was awesome. Mariano Rivera, my childhood hero. This is the story, the difference between good and great. This is why I'm telling you the story. 
because life has a way of dragging us into the weeds and having us focus on the things that are urgent but not important. So here's this kid from New York named Charlie, who like as a Yankee fan, gets drawn down something that's really not important. The end of the day, as much as we love sports, it's not really important to our lives. It's nice to watch. It's nice to have a good time, but it's not going to change our relationship to our families, to God, to ourselves. It's not going to change our careers for the most part. So it's something that's literally urgent, but not important. And it has a way of overwhelming us, of, 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 of taking our attention and focusing on it, of capturing our, our time, our emotions. Guess what? Half of what we see during the day is not important. For most people, to be honest with you, politics is not important. Yeah, it's the country. And the, if you're a regular dude and you're not involved in politics and you're not going to make a difference in your local state establishment, for the most of the times, you need to know, you need to be informed, you need to be informed of what's going on in the world. But like the level of obsession with politics, it's turning into sports. Today, politics is now sports. Okay, if you're involved in politics, God bless you, then it's your job, just like if you're involved in baseball. If you're a regular person, you're checking the news 40 times a day. You're just checking for your sports teams. They're just not called Yankees and Mets. They're called, you know, Democrats, or Republicans. But at the end of the day, you're checking your sports teams. And then you fight. See families like this fighting over stuff they don't even know about. You ever, see, ever watch this? Families hawking and they're both sort of just reciting the same sound bites that they heard in their local news. They have no idea what they're talking about. They have no concept of policy. They don't understand even government. They never, they never even took a class in government. They don't understand the difference between really the powers of the judicial branch and the, and the legislative branch and the executive branch. They have no idea. They're just reciting whatever they heard on the local. And they're fighting. They, like they're fighting. Like it's insane. It's urgent, but it's not important. Stuff that goes on in a company. Stuff that goes on. People, did you hear what she said? You're going to forget in a year from now. The kid didn't listen. My wife did this thing. My husband's insensitive. You know the stuff? It's not important. It's just urgent because our brains drag us into it. Our brains will take you and drag you through the mud of life because if it looks at everything urgent, you'll probably find one thing along the way that's important. And that's what a survivalist does. Checks to make sure that the rustling leaves is not a, a, a snake. That's how the brain is built. Not important. There are families that are broken up on things that aren't important. Someone didn't forget to invite someone else. Two different religious opinions. You know, families that are broken up over religion. You know this stuff? Ridiculous. Someone didn't do something. I'm not downplaying real issues. There's always real issues, but there are so many ridiculous things going on. It's not important. If that person would keep, if that person would have allergies, no one would say anything. But the fact that it's not allergies, it's kosher. Now it's like a family drama. It's drama now. You can't eat in my house. It's drama. For what? 
It's not important. It's just a little bit of food. It's just a, a, a conversation. It's just an insensitive. It's not important. We, if our brains aren't paying attention, the world will drag us into things that are not important. They're just urgent. And we will dramatize our lives to a point in which our emotions are being pulled in ways that are disempowered. And it'll be drama all day. And it's at the end of the day, it's going to matter to our lives. It just wastes our time. It saps our energy and it destroys our relationships. And it's not important. Let me say that better. It, it should not be important. If all I have in my life is sports, then it is important. But if I have other things, then it's less important, if you get what I'm saying. So I'm in this car with Mariano Rivera. And I mentioned this series to him. And he doesn't even really, or he's not even moved by it. Let me tell you something. If I were pitching for the Yankees and I gave up two runs in the ninth inning to lose the World Series, I, would, I wouldn't get out of bed. Mariano Rivera is sitting in the back of some fancy... Uh, what are those big black cars called? Suburbans. And he, he's not even moved by it. And I'm like, I can't believe it. I'm bringing up the 2001 series and I don't see him like, and then we start talking about his life, how he came over from where he came and his struggles. And he wanted to be a cop growing up. Did you know that he wanted to be a police officer growing up? He never thought he'd be a baseball player. And how he ended up playing for the Yankees. Mariano Rivera, is a real, he's, a, he's a man of faith. He's a man of faith. He's a religious man. Mariano Rivera is just so grateful just to be who he is and where he is. He feels so lucky that he wouldn't allow himself to get sucked into things that are not important. So some fan is losing sleep over the Diamondbacks. Mariano goes, I did my best. I made a mistake. I'm honored to be just in the game. Who thinks like that? Who thinks like that? Who wakes up in the morning and struggles with their wife or husband and says, you know, I'm honored to be married to them. Who does that? Who who deals with challenges at work and just say, I'm honored to have a job. I'm not working 18 hours in a factory. It's like maybe my grandmother was. I work in a safe environment. I'm able to put food on my table. Who walks around and when they deal with their challenges, pulls up and says, I'm honored just to be here. I'm honored. I'm grateful to be alive. I'm grateful to fight this challenge. I'm grateful to deal with this child who's driving me insane, by the way. I'm grateful to have this opportunity called life. Who walks like this? Who talks like this? Great people do. Great people come to work every day and they don't have better jobs. You ever hang out with people that sit in the corner office. Their lives aren't like easy and smooth. Everyone else thinks they are. They're not. Everyone's like, what? The guy in the corner office makes all the money. Yeah. That's also when the company goes 5 million in debt, it's on him to raise it. 
and he goes loses sleep knowing that half the people can't get paid if he doesn't do so. It's not so simple. But there are people out there, whether wherever you sit in the office, it's irrelevant, who get their head straight, who get their head straight every morning and say, I'm just grateful to be here. Do my best. I'll fail. New day. I did my best. They don't hold on to the old. I can't believe I didn't. They don't get lost in the things that are urgent but not important. And the way they don't get lost, the way they don't get lost, which is why we're talking about this now, is not because they're being ambitious. The mechanism to not get lost is not, I want to go out and do more. There is a place for that. It's not here. The way they don't get lost is when they wake up in the morning and they go, I am going to tap in the, the muscle of gratitude. That's why you see people and families, as soon as someone, God forbid, gets sick, everything goes away. Everything becomes important again. Why? Because when a person starts to realize that the things they have are so much more valuable than they gave value to, like their life and their health, all of a sudden it changes. I was in Israel last week. I was talking to somebody who was saying that there was some politics in Israel, whatever. And he was bemoaning the different parties and the different politics. Like, what do you expect? Like, you know, we're Jews. We have opinions. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's how we roll. And when you put them all in one country, there'll be opinions. You know what I'm saying? Like, go to a Jewish community. We got, we're, we're, we're an opinionated people. That's how God made us. What can I tell you? We don't take it. We don't take it on the chin. That's not our thing. We have other great qualities. One of our qualities is we have opinions, period. Guess what? We have a country of us. There's going to be opinions. So this guy was bemoaning the fact that there's all these politics and people. And then he says the following. He says, but you should see it when there's a war. You should see Israel when they're under attack. God forbid they should never be under attack anymore. You should see it. What happens when you're under attack? Well, when the threat comes from outside and you're under attack, you know what happens? All the little stuff goes away. And you can breathe again and you're grateful for life. And you're grateful to get through the day and have nothing, no casualties. And all of a sudden you go to great gratefulness, you go to gratitude. All of a sudden, all the other stuff starts to seep away. How does that work? That's how it works. What gratitude does is gratitude focuses your mind on the things that are important, really important. And when your mind is filled with things that are important, it will automatically start to downplay things that are urgent, but not important. When you go to things that make that you need to be grateful for, you are now taking your attention and focusing it on things that are important. And there's only so much attention you have. And what dissipates are things that are urgent but not important. That family that's killing each other sits shiva for a loved one and they're all best friends again, hopefully, unless it's really bad. But husband and wife that are bickering at each other, all of a sudden, God forbid, COVID hits and there's fear and worry and they're all hopefully hunkering down together. But gratitude doesn't have to come when there's negativity lurking at the doorstep. 
gratitude could come just because we are good and we know how to, this game works and we know how to hack the system. And there's no better way to hack the system of gratitude than to be able to do it without having negative come at you. The challenge of this period of time now, there's a challenge that we all have to go, go through, is to just identify. Go through your day today and identify things that are urgent but not important. When I mean not important, I don't mean they're not important for the next 10 minutes. I mean they're not important for the next month. It's not really important whether your team wins the game. It's nice, and you hope they do win, but it's not really that important. So if I'm going to lose my cool over it, let's go through our day today and just look. Don't do anything. Just look at the things that move us emotionally and ask yourself, what category does that go in? Urgent but not important or important but not urgent? Usually the greatest things in life are urge, are important, but not urgent until it's too late. And if we can start to be grateful for those things, we can start to appreciate those things, we'll start to build that box and we'll see just how much the urgent, not important stuff that gets in our way starts to dissipate. All right, we'll continue this tomorrow. We'll move on to other aspects that we need to tap into. But until then, just think about this today. Have an incredible day. Thank you to the Psalm sisters. May God bless you all. And with God's help, I can't wait to see you again tomorrow.